question is, <coughs> is it okay to disclose your uh, sadhana if uh, somebody asks you, what are you up to these days? Uh, should you be sharing what you're chanting with them? And should your answer change if you are here in this temple or in Badrikashram and the person in front is also initiated or is initiated by me <coughs> or has been initiated by me? I will give you my personal view. And I will also tell you what the scriptures say. The scriptures are very clear about it. That one must never disclose one's sadhana unless it's in a conversation with the guru himself or herself. Even when you are speaking to <coughs> somebody else who's been initiated, let's say you are initiated and you've been given a mantra or a sadhana, the moment you share it, scriptures say, and I agree, the impact goes down significantly. Not just uh, by a tiny margin, massively. <coughs> and my personal view on this matter is if you ask even my Purvashram's family members, nobody knew what sadhana was doing. All those who knew me never knew what sadhana I did for more than two decades. If I have a small lamp and I take it in a room, you will see the light. If the lights in the room are turned off. But if I take the same lamp outside in the broad sun, daylight, I won't feel anything, neither warmth nor light from that lamp. And there is uh, more to it. <coughs> the moment you share with somebody that I am doing this sadhana, they are bound to ask you what your experience has been or is, then some people will also force you to just tell your experience. People love hearing about experiences. Even till here it's okay. The trouble comes when you start to either exaggerate or manufacture your experiences and then you share those experiences that never actually occurred, certainly not in the manner or intensity you expressed. And then that's the story you start to tell yourself. And then you start to believe in those experiences that never occurred. And then you find yourself defending those experiences. And that involves a lot of lies. And that weakens the consciousness of a sadhaka. Let your success make noise. Why do you want your words to make any sounds? <coughs> Let people see your energy. Let people feel what they feel in your presence and let them deduce from such experience whether or not you are doing some sadhana. 
It is one of the reasons why I don't give a mantra in the first step of initiation. Because most people step out and share. What did he tell you? Oh, he said that. What did he tell you? Oh, he said that. He said the same thing to me, did he? Okay. <coughs> and that's very counterproductive. So I like to check, test, and I'm in no rush. Sometimes I'll give a mantra, then I will observe over one, two, three years, and then decide to just make a tiny change to the mantra or entirely change the mantra and see how truthful they have been about their devotion, their chanting, uh, and their how honest they've been. Otherwise, somebody could, could stay on the same thing for their entire life. So it's not recommended to expose your sadhana. Once you complete a major purusharana, mahapurusharana ideally, which spans a couple of years or two and a half years, then you are welcome to, to share what you experienced in it. A lot of people who do Sri Suktam Sadhana, which involves 960 days of preliminary, that chanting, they are in day 9 or 10 and they've already announced the whole world, I'm doing this. Good luck, it's not going to happen. You won't be able to finish or see through those 960 days. Because the moment you expose your plan, you have to defend it. Not consciously, even subconsciously. Other people's egos, energies, and existence comes into play. Srila Prabhupada used to say, the moment, the moment you make a plan, it changes. I think he said, the moment you share a plan with somebody, it changes. So any sadhana, anything, you wish to do, it has to be guarded. In the West, and even in India now, uh, you must have seen, when they erect huge buildings, they put a cloth around it, a giant sheet, a cover, and they keep building inside, and it's covered, and one day the cover comes off, and here's a beautiful building. If you don't put that cover, then it's like building metro, in India. You've seen how the state of affairs is wherever they're building a metro. The road disappears because they're building the metro, nobody needs a road. And, and there is just dust and dust and traffic and humidity and heat and dust and, and clog. And if, it's, if it rains, it just puddles and, and flooding. When its sun is shining, once again it's dust and you're just inhaling tons of dust. All they have to do is cover it properly. So when something is in the making, it's not the same as when it's made. Once you discover your truth, Kantai, the world is not the same anymore. 
and the world appears different once you have realized the truth. So when you are still in the making, you need to protect yourself. At that time you need to practice the detachment from the ego as well, which will repeatedly nudge you, propel you to speak about your experiences, to speak about your sadhana. <coughs> Just say that I am um, simply following the instructions. If the person in front is very sincere, you can say, look, I'm uh, on the path of mantra yoga or I'm on the path of meditation. I think that much is enough. When I was running a business, I was quite stubborn. Uh, that's not to say I'm not stubborn now, but I was even more stubborn back then. And sometimes people would start to ask me details about my business. I was okay to a point, and then they would start to give me advice. And I would look at the person in front, is he or she very well educated? No. Maybe yes. If yes, I would listen. Are they accomplished in their respective field? If yes, I would listen. Otherwise, no. Have they ever built a business? If yes, I would listen. Otherwise, why would I take your advice? You don't know what you're talking about. You're simply expressing your opinion. And it's so easy to form an opinion on anything. And when you listen to other half-cooked stuff, you end up spoiling your own taste. Only partake of a finely done meal. So I would say, look, uh, in my mind, to them I would be very polite. That's say, well, this is the best thing after sliced bread, never thought of this, thank you very much. But if you haven't done it, if you haven't been there, done that, why should I listen to you? Fine, you may have not been there, done that, but are you very competent in your field? If not, why should I waste my time on listening to somebody's opinion? For example, if love commented on my singing, I would pay attention. If uh, somebody else did, who's never you know, sung a song in his own life, why would I listen to that person? Fine, they may not like my voice, they may not like my manner of singing, but they're not the authority to comment on it. And everything in life is very subjective and certainly the path of sadhana. It's a very personal affair. So walk on it the way you see fit in a manner you have negotiated with your guru or if you don't have a guru, then in a manner that gives you peace and makes you a better person. The moment you start to explain, I'm in this sadhana, or I got this sadhana, or that sadhana, there's a very fine line. Some people, not all, around 30% will start bragging. And that is instantly how you destroy the effect of your sadhana. So your answer can change. Use your uh, 
you know, wisdom. <clears throat> Feel free to give an answer you deem fit. But as far as the scriptures are concerned and my personal view, I've shared that with you. That almost rhymed. Okay. Thank you.